As Phil Collins once sang, there must be some misunderstanding. And that is the theme this week. More specifically, song meanings that are often misinterpreted. Thank you for tuning in. This is RITY. I'm Ryan Jansen. And just a heads up, there will be some overplayed songs today, but keep in mind that even though you may have heard the song a thousand times, you probably didn't know the meaning behind the song. And you can see the playlist on reelinwithryan.com. Up first, it's a deep cut from Steely Dan's 1975 effort, Katie Lied. It's an upbeat song, but when I found out what the song was about, I was shocked. It tells the story of a man who shows pornographic movies to young boys. Flo and Eddie of the Turtles sang backing vocals. Here's Everyone's Gone to the Movies.
That was Steely Dan with Everyone's Gone to the Movies. Here's one of those songs you've heard many times, but probably thought it was about adultery. But that's not the case. Here's Ace frontman Paul Carrick talking about how the song How Long is actually about a band member leaving Ace for another band. We were struggling, but we we were a tight band, Ace. We, we, we had a lot of fun. We were mad soccer fans. We used to play soccer all the time. So we had these, our mates, I might as well tell you who they are, I think everybody knows now, There's a band called Sutherland Brothers in Quiver, uh, who were doing a little better than us. They had a record contract. They were doing support tours and things like that. And they were doing okay. They borrowed a few, a, a bass player takes coma because their bass player was ill or something, which was okay. But then while they, while he was playing with them, they were kind of, ah, you can, you might get 25 quid a week here, mate, you know, do it. And uh, so I think he was sorely tempted, but uh, in the end, he, he didn't, he didn't take up the offer. He stuck with us.
when you are less than a junior and then a year. With my dad. That was Joe Cocker with his cover of Feeling All Right. 
Dave Mason of Traffic wrote that song, and they were the first to record it. The subject of the song just went through a breakup and isn't feeling all right at all. In fact, the original title was Not Feeling Too Good Myself, but the group changed it because it was less marketable. If you're just tuning in, this is RITY. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, I'm featuring songs that have a meaning that's often misinterpreted. Despite the title of this song, it's not about a sex toy. Band member Marty Ballin wrote the song about his new stereo system. Here's Jefferson Airplane with Plastic Fantastic Lover. Segment 2.
The Dave Matthews Band with Crash Into Me, and that is not your typical garden variety love song. It's written from the perspective of a peeping Tom watching a girl at night through her bedroom window. And Sean Colvin opened with Sunny Came Home, which is from her 1996 effort, A Few Small Repairs. That song was inspired by the album cover. It depicts a woman holding a lit match. The song tells the story of a woman who escapes her past by burning down her house. This is R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, the theme is a misunderstanding, misinterpreted song meanings. Up next, it's another song from 1996. This one sounds like a love song, but here's Rob Thomas, frontman of Matchbox 20, with the real story behind 3AM. When I was like 19 or 20, I wrote 3AM, and I wrote it because when I was 
about 12 or 13, my mother had cancer. And it was a weird experience if you're a kid and you're, you go to school and you do normal kid things and then you go home and you have this secret life that people don't know about. And uh, I think there's a lot of references to rain because we lived in Florida and if you've ever been to Florida and you're in the summer, it rains a lot. Um, and so I had a lot of these memories of rainy days of my mom kind of sleeping off the chemotherapy and coming home and taking care of her. Um, I think one of the funnier things that happened, I mean, you know, not haha funny, but was that it kind of became, you know, for it became whatever other people needed it to be over the years. Like some people, uh, they apply it to their marriage. Some people apply it to, uh, to their uh, friendships, they, to people they've loved, people they've lost. Um, I think the best part about a song is that, like you, if I write a song that's about me and it's about something I'm going through, you don't need to know that. Like the best songs are universal, so I don't need to tell you about what I went through, I need to tell you about how that made me feel, and you can relate to the feeling of that thing. And that's what I think makes a great song, when it's about you and it's very personal and you can tell every word what it's about, but at the same time, it's, there's a universality to it. Thanks. 
that happiness is a map that sits on her doorway. But outside, it stopped raining. And she says, Baby, huh? Well, it's 3 a.m., I must be lonely, huh? And heaven, she says, Baby, yeah, I can't help. Well, I can't help but be scared of it all. You're listening to my dad on Reeling in the Years.
The Guess Who with American Woman. And that song has been interpreted several ways. Some say it's an anti-war song. Others say it's a political song. But band member Burton Cummings said it's about his preference for Canadian women. And Bob Dylan gave us Rainy Day Women, numbers 12 and 35. Surprise, surprise, that song has nothing to do with getting high. The song's title is a biblical reference to Proverbs chapter 27, verse 15, which states, A quarrelsome wife is like the dripping of a leaky roof in a rainstorm. The chorus, Everybody Must Get Stoned, is also a reference to the Bible and how people were stoned after committing certain sins. This is R.I.T.Y., and this week I'm playing songs with meanings that are often misinterpreted. This song has been mistaken for a patriotic anthem, but in actuality, it's a song about the political climate of the late 1980s. It's highly critical of then-president George Bush. Here's Neil Young with Rockin' in the Free World.
Segment 3.
The Boss with Born in the USA. And how many times have you seen people or companies use that as if it's some sort of pro-American anthem? Many times. It's actually a critique of American policy and society, and it's about the mistreatment of Vietnam vets when they returned home. Thank you for listening. It's R.I.T.Y. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. The theme this week is a misunderstanding, misinterpreted song meanings. Next up, it's a song that's been played on the radio over 15 million times. It's also commonly played at weddings, but deep down, its meaning is creepy. Here's Sting talking about every breath you take. I think it's, it's my most successful song and probably better known than any, any others. Uh, and yet it's not in the least bit original. It, uh, you know, it it's, has a standard chord sequence, which is probably nicked off um, Stand By Me. So it's not, it's not original. The, the lyrics you could get from a rhyming dictionary, you know, make, take, fake, wake. And yet it has something about it that people respond to. And that it seems at first like a very romantic, kind of seductive, Song, which is what I initially intended it to be, but then when you listen to it, you realize there's a compulsion behind it to the point of obsession where it, it becomes quite sinister.
Let's keep it going with Huey Lewis and the news. On this one, Huey sings about wanting a new drug. You may not have known, but in this case, the drug is a metaphor for a new girlfriend. Here's I Want a New Drug.
Segment four.
R.E.M. with a tune about using someone over and over again. It was the one I love. And Pearl Jam opened the set with Yellow Leadbetter. Here's the story behind that one. Singer Eddie Vedder had a friend whose brother served in the Gulf War. The soldier's name was Tim Leadbetter. And sadly, Vetter's friend received a yellow letter in the mail from the government stating that his brother had died in the war. It's R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, I'm playing songs with meanings that are often misinterpreted. Here's a song you'll be hearing at Bengals games this season. Many have mistaken it for a protest of the Vietnam War. In reality, frontman John Fogarty wrote it about the proliferation of guns in the U.S. Here's CCR with Run Through the Jungle.
Segment 5.
No. 
lonely and you're never coming around. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit tired of listening to the sound of my tears. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit nervous that the best of all the years have gone by. Turn around. Every now and then I get a little bit terrified and then I see the look in your eyes.
That was Bonnie Tyler with Total Eclipse of the Heart. And that's not your typical love song. Songwriter Jim Steinman wrote that when he was working on a musical version of Nosferatu. It's really a vampire love song. The original title was Vampires in Love. We also heard from Phil Collins and Take Me Home. I bet you didn't know that's about a patient trying to leave a mental institution. He was inspired to write it after reading the Ken Kesey novel, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. And Modern English opened with I Melt With You, which is about having sex while an atomic bomb is being dropped. This is Reelin' in the Years. I'm Ryan Jansen. The theme is a misunderstanding, misinterpreted song meanings. And coming up, it's this week in Rock and Roll. This song has been covered over 300 times. It was originally released by Leonard Cohen in 1984. It's a slower song that is usually played at funerals. Newsflash, it's not a hymn. It's actually a song about Jewish people from the Bible having sex. From 1994, here's the late Jeff Buckley with his cover of Hallelujah. To her kitchen chair And she broke your throne And she cut your hair And from your lips She drew the heart
Baby, I've been here before I've seen this room and I've walked this floor You know, I used to live alone before I knew you But I've seen your flag on the marble arch And love is not a victory march It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah Hallelujah Remember when I moved in you And the holy dove was moving too And every breath we drew is hallelujah 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 It's not a cry that you hear at night It's not somebody who's seen the light It's a cold and it's a broken hallelujah 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 Hallelujah
As promised, it's time for This Week in Rock and Roll. I'm Ryan Jansen. Roger Waters is giving fans another taste of his upcoming reimagining of Pink Floyd's The Dark Side of the Moon, which he's calling the Dark Side of the Moon Redux. He just released his new take on the album's fourth track, Time. The album comes out on October 6th. Finally today, Ringo Starr has announced that his fourth EP, Rewind Forward, will be released on October 13th. The title track will be available to stream or purchase today. That's This Week in Rock and Roll. Back to song meanings that are often misinterpreted. The lyrics of this song are aimed at you, the listener. It's about the fact that the lyrical content of any song is effectively meaningless. It's really the musical hook that keeps listeners coming back, even if they're unaware of the song's meaning. Here's Blues Traveler with Hook.
you're doing to me This MTV is not for free It's so PC is killing me So desperately I'll sing you the other love Love and I'll surrender Here's Randy Newman with a song that spent three weeks at number two on the chart. In 1978, Maryland state delegate Isaiah Dixon attempted to introduce legislation making it illegal to play this song on the radio. He was advised by the Maryland Attorney General that such a law would be a violation of the First Amendment. Newman intended the song to be a satire about prejudice more broadly. Instead, the general public took it as a song against short people. Yeah. 
Segment six.
BTO with a song heavily influenced by the Beatles' paperback writer. It was taken care of business. I don't know about you, but I always associated that song with hard work. However, if you take a closer look at the lyrics, it's actually a slacker anthem. The subject of the song is unemployed and loves to work at nothing all day. Speaking of the Beatles, here's Paul McCartney talking about the meaning of the song Blackbird. Turns out, it's really not about a bird. Originally, I had in mind a black woman during the civil rights um, time when people were, were uh, you know, being excluded. Back of the bus, people couldn't go in hotels. Black people in America particularly couldn't go, uh, uh, didn't have access to it, the places that white people had. So for me, it was a kind of, there was a civil rights aspect, you know, and I used the black bird as a kind of symbol of uh, a black woman in the South. Um, and you were only waiting for this moment to arise, you know, you're finally getting your rights. So it's kind of symbolic of that. So that's another reason I like it and I'm proud of it. Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these broken wings and learn to fly All your life we're only waiting for this moment to arise Blackbird singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You are only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird fly Blackbird fly Into the line of a dark black Wait, wait. 
CCR with a song that's usually taken for a patriotic anthem. It was Fortunate Son. Here's frontman John Fogarty talking about the actual meaning of the song. It had been on my mind for some time how sons of certain senators escaped the draft. It was very upsetting to me as a young man of draft age. In political conventions, many times states will use the phrase favorite son as they recognize their leader to make a nomination. The songwriter in me thought about this and I changed the phrase to fortunate son, a phrase to describe what we have all witnessed in our time. As my feelings about all of this got stronger and stronger, I knew I wanted to write about it. I wrote the music for a song that I was calling Fortunate Son without actually knowing what the lyrics were. I rehearsed the band for a few weeks and at some point realized I was ready to write the words. I went into my bedroom with pen and paper and wrote the whole song in 20 minutes. I was writing what this young man felt was happening and I needed to express it. It was very personal to me. All right, John. Thank you for clearing that up. This is the tail end of R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. The theme is a misunderstanding, misinterpreted song meanings. And you can always listen to the show via the podcast. You can get all of the details on reelinwithryan.com. Also, tomorrow at 2 on the Class X Radio Network, it's the best of R.I.T.Y. presented by International Rock Radio. I was about six years old when this song took the world by storm. In fact, I can remember my parents buying me the song on CD. Little did anyone realize what this song is about. It was originally released in 1993, but did not become a hit until it was remixed by the Bayside Boys in 1995. It's about a girl who is upset that her boyfriend joined the military. While he's away, she decides to have a menage a trois with his two friends. Here's Los Del Rio with Macarena. Alegría 
alegría Macarena, que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría Macarena, eh Macarena. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría Macarena, que tu cuerpo es para dar la alegría y cosas buenas. Dale a tu cuerpo alegría Macarena, eh Macarena. Macarena, eh, Macarena, ay. 